Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Butte, Montana, um, a mining town with the largest historic downtown district in the country. Um, it's absolutely beautiful here. It's really cool. It's kind of one of the places in Montana that hasn't been discovered uh, very as much as other places. Uh, not as much as development going on, but there's things happening here. And we've been in contact with the chamber. We're going to be here for, Kathy and I will be here for a couple of nights. But we found out we're going to have to come back because there's so much going on in this community. Um, our sponsors tonight, Chris Daniel Family Dentistry, where everyone is welcome. Also, Rosa Real Estate Group. Uh, Derek is going to be coming on to do, give you a taco talking. And also Albert Taylor, Endless Possibilities, <clears throat> where people with different abilities uh, find a, a way of life that uh, is unexpected in other places. So Bill London will also be here with the today's news to talk with you. But let's bring Kim Stark on first because we have the question of the night. One of oh, our yeah. tonight is the YMCA in Eugene and kind of what they're doing. And, and they got this big plan and we're going to show the plans and all that. So our question tonight is what, Kim? Is how long has the Eugene YMCA been there? Now, how long has the Eugene YMCA been around? And right. I think there's the question. So you guys don't Google it. Be nice and don't Google uh -huh. it. Yeah. Oh, Jason, Jason, you're starting the knife on. <laughs> He's oh, ready for this, right? So, Kim, here's a fun fact about Butte, Montana. They still okay. have a drive-in movie theater. Okay, I am jealous because those are the best. I miss those. <laughs> it, it starts on it starts on um, Friday and Saturday nights, oh, and the, so and they're, they're new movies. This isn't like some I've you know heard of some places and they're playing old you know movies that nobody watches anymore. Yeah, these are brand new movies, oh and um, so Kathy and I are going to have to come back because there's so much going on. But we're going to be showing you a bunch of stuff. Um, and then and you guys are movie buffs. That's a perfect thing for you too. Jason oh, Green. Green, but no, YMCA was here in 1968. I, I didn't ask when it was here, Jason. No, that's your. I asked you when it started. <laughs> so get your head together and, and think back. You know, I'll tell you what, Jason, it was just a couple of years after you were born. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I think yeah. it's gonna be <laughs> think about that, Jason. I mean, it's not 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 actual your years when you were born, mm -hmm. but how old you look. <laughs> <laughs> He's just getting nicer and nicer. With an FU to Rick. <laughs> okay, so you can do that then. Yeah. Okay, so Kim, we're staying in this really cool um, Airbnb. But before we got here, so I'll show you that in a second. But before okay. we got here, Kathy and I went to Ringing Rocks. And Ringing have you ever Rock. heard of Ringing Rocks? No. These are rock formations that you go, you, you have to drive It's pretty far off the road. You're out in the middle of nowhere. And then yeah. they have hammers um, hanging from this little thing. You'll see this. And then you bang on the rocks. And because of the position of them and, and where they are and how they were formed, they make a little ringing sound. Oh, and if you say, if you move those rocks, they wouldn't make the same sound if you put them in a new location. Okay. So watch, I'll oh, show you. Okay. Yeah, 
It's like the ones that are up off the ground. Yeah, yeah. they do a little bit better. Oh yeah, check that out. Oh. Oh, you get to go right out on them. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That is so cool. Thank goodness no one has messed with these. 75 miles of trails. 75 miles. Seriously? Now the trails are delegated to different type uh, vehicles. Like he's, we have to stay on the blue and the red trails. And then the other trails are tighter for like motorcycles or smaller. So. Pipestone Mountain Rentals. That's what it's called. I had no idea this was up here. Yeah. Where are you guys from? Tampa, north of Tampa, Brooksville. It's not, you're not in Florida anymore. I know. <laughs> right. do, do you know what those things are back there? Those are called mountains. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have those in Florida, do you? We've got a couple hills in Brooksville. I saw the biggest hill we saw when we went to Florida, and we loved Florida, but the biggest hill we saw was at Disney World. Oh, yeah. When we got up and we went, oh, wow, look at all this. It's just, just flat. What brings you to Montana? Just get out of town. Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Vacation. Pretty. Yeah, beautiful. I love Kathy with her hammer. <laughs> so that sounds like Everett's dream. Go bang on some rocks. <laughs> yeah, and they and they really make that little noise and it's so cool. Um, yeah, that's so was, cool. It, it was just beautiful. And those people were renting like a little uh, sidecars. And you can oh, rent them for the day and you can go all over those mountains out in there. So it was super <laughs> cool. Now here, oh check this God. out. This is where we're staying. This is the Airbnb okay. that Kathy found that we're staying in. Yeah. Oh, cute. I love it already. So we got here and the owner, we walked in the door and we're looking around and also we hear somebody come in the back door. 
and it was the owner of the place. He owns a fourplex. There's four of them. Oh, here. yeah. He just scared the hell out of us because we thought, oh my God, <laughs> we're in somebody else's room. <laughs> oh, right. We've done that before. Like yeah, we've done a long time ago, walked into someone's room and they gave us the wrong key and we walked into their oh, room. Oh, awkward. Yeah. No, but you've been in a lot of them lately. So at least you haven't done it too many times. You're doing all, all right. right. I am going to bring up the commercial for Albert Taylor and then yes. um, then I'll go talk to Rob and then we'll get the YMCA folks on here. Okay. okay. Hang in there. All right. We'll see you. We have 15 homes. Uh, we have 60 individuals uh, that are living in those homes. And then in addition to that, we have uh, a number of individuals who are part of what we call our supported living uh, program group. And those are people who do not live in a group home, but live in, in an independent setting. And we support them as well. And we have about another 25 or 30 people that we support that way. So your tagline is endless possibilities. What, what does that mean? That, that means literally people should take that at face value. Is it our goal is for every person that we serve is that they get to live and enjoy the fullest, most complete life that is possible. Having a job or it's learning a skill or it's, you know, painting or it's horseback riding. It is, it is to, it is to look at people from a perspective of what is possible rather than through the eyes of limitation. How are you, man? Outstanding. Um, I need to explain what's going on here. We've had rain pretty much nonstop for the past eight months. We've had the longest winter season in the 10 years I've been here. And I wanted to do this outside in the rain, and it decided to stop raining. So I'm giving you – this is a very accurate representation of what we've been dealing with for about eight months. I made, I made a list of things to talk about. We may have to wing it, Rick. <laughs> what do you so you're in the shower so that's kind of a cheat if you're a true well you're a texan so you're not really a true oregonian but if you're a true coastal oregonian he is coming to us live from charleston oregon you should be able to stand out in the rain and not have to wimp out in the in the in the shower well, we, don't, we don't have rain right now for like 20 minutes it stopped and that's just not acceptable because it, again it's not giving people the, the feel of it we have the longest it, talking to some folks today they say by their research we're about probably the third wettest may that we can find on record, which is probably pretty accurate. I spent a lot of time outdoors and uh, and it has been pretty much rain every day with, with rare exception. But the funny thing is a month ago, I got a sunburn. It was 74 degrees and sunshining. I was out, I got a sunburn three days later, this started, but I'm gonna go to my list here, Rick. Lots yeah. of whales. We talked about that before. We're definitely seeing a lot of whales off the shore now. A lot of guides are out there. Um, and experiencing the whales while they're out fishing. It's halibut season, all kinds of cool stuff going on. It's so a neat phenomenon that we've seen several times. Now, whales, orcas in particular, which are actually a dolphin, not really a whale, they love to eat pinnipeds, uh, seals and sea lions, things like that. And some of the charter guys that have been out there fishing, what they're finding is that when they see orcas in the area, that seals and sea lions are coming to their boat, trying to get on uh, for salvation. So the whales are the whales aren't necessarily chasing them out of the boat, but these pinnipeds are pretty smart animals. So they they hightail to the nearest thing they can see that looks like cover, and they're trying to get on top of boats or they're swimming alongside of it. It's it's been pretty fascinating. There's some cool footage. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can get authorization to use some of it, and I'll get it to you because it's definitely worth sharing. You know, a 800 pound sea lion um, hanging out with the boat because it's afraid of getting eaten. 
You know, I remember when I worked in Coos Bay, um, I was out in Charleston doing a stand-up. And back in those days, I had to have to set the camera up myself and shoot me. So nobody was there with me. So I had the camera on a tripod and shooting the stand-up. And all of a sudden, this big sea lion just jumped right behind my camera on the deck and just scared the hell out of me. And I was I, the first thing I did was, of course, grab the camera because I'm thinking that if, if I fall in, they're not going to care. But if I lose their $40,000 camera, right. they get fired. So I grabbed that camera, but oh, it scared them. The video was hilarious. because look at It's my amazing face. how they jump. I mean, these are 800 pound morbidly obese animals. I can barely get off the couch fast enough to grab myself a snack. And these things can jump vertical and get on top of stuff. Um, another thing, we got farmer's market happening every Wednesday, I think. Yeah, it's every Wednesday. And barbecue, uh, blues, and brews and blues is happening at the Mill Casino uh, May 28th, 29th, I think. Okay. I, it, it was on here, Rick, but it's it's gone now. Yeah. When you note to self, never take a note into the shower when you're doing well, a television production. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, it's, we hope that the rain abates soon. What we like to do, I want everybody on the coast region to take out any kind of fan they have, you know, a box fan, an oscillating fan, put it outside, blow it to the east because the people in the valley need the rain more than we do. A lot of our reservoirs and stuff like that are still really down to almost historic lows while we're at this high with uh, the amount of precipitation we've been getting. So if we can just kind of blow it all towards them, it'll help both, both us and them out at the same time. Well, I'm a giver. I, don't, I don't mean to brag, but in Montana, we're kind of we, we've had enough rain, but it's like nothing compared to you. Yeah, I, I can't even hear you. You're breaking up. Can't even hear you. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have to go in a shower. So, yeah, it's been really nice. In fact, it's sunny and blue sky out there right now. It's what? But yeah, I, it's called blue sky. Remember that? You don't know. No, I don't. Rob. No. I'll see you in two weeks. Um, My friend, enjoy Montana. Glad to see you're back in Oregon for a trip. God bless each and every one of you. God bless America. All right. Rob Bait and Tackle from Charleston, Oregon, live in his shower. I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> he comes up with some, he's pretty good. I got to say, he gives us some comedy and, and then before bill even comes on too i love well, I, I saw that our next guest they were smiling when they when he first came on at the beginning <laughs> i did not realize i couldn't tell from where i am that he was in a shower and then it was yeah. obvious when it was on live and i was like going what right. is wrong with this guy because we just saw his hood getting wet and then <laughs> now, i i got rid of a video and i'm praying to god that it was not the wrong one because derek Roser with Roser Real oh, Estate Group right. who helped us sell our home. Yeah. Um, he does a taco talk and I'm going to go on here oh. and see if I'm going to hit this button, but see what happens okay. is they're dark okay. and I can't tell if it's the right one or not. So here we go. Hey, Derek Roser there here he is. with Roser Real Estate Group. We're going to have a talk about real estate again here. I'm at Chula's Mexican restaurant on Broadway. Can I dive into an El Pastor taco? Looks like I've already dove into it once, but I'm going to dive into it again. <laughs> so a couple of market stats for the week here in Eugene. Uh, the median list price is $550,000, believe it or not. We've only got 110 units on the market as of today. So it is a seller's market all the way. If you're interested in putting your house on the market, moving to Montana like some of my other clients have, <laughs> give me a call. And tune in next week for our next uh, taco tour. Uh, we're going to be at a new restaurant. So keep your eyes peeled. All right. And He's making us hungry. 
I'm sorry the audio was a little low. This is the first time they've done that. I really like what they're starting to do. Yes, and I did too. It made me hungry. So Logan will work on that. We'll get that all straightened out and everything. But yeah, 110 houses on the market in- Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. It's just crazy stuff. It's not a good time to move, is it, Rick? It's not a good time to, to try to find a home, but it's a no. good time to sell. <laughs> no. But you know, I, I think one of the things that's going to help Eugene in the future is, you know, a lot of people, when we were looking for a house, one of the things we looked for, we were looking at homes like around Dillon, Montana, because right. they have YMCA and we knew that we wanted to be at least 30 minutes from there so we could go to a workout. So having a place like that for people that are moving into town, I think super important. Um, uh -huh. which brings our question, how long is the YMCA? When did it first? Oh, come on, you guys, come here, bring some guesses in and then you can go That's like higher, guesses. lower. Well, I'll tell you, it was before 1900. So I'm just giving him a hint. Rick gave you a big hint because I would have never guessed that. It was before 1900. So Kim, I'm going to let you bring your guess. guests on and then <laughs> we'll, we'll see what we get. Okay. Yeah. We'll see if anyone gets close and you guys can just kind of guess and then we'll say higher or lower. So now we're joined by Brian and Danielle at the YMCA with the Eugene family YMCA. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. You guys, we, I wanted to get you guys on here to talk about kind of the latest progress and what you guys still need and what phase you're in and give the community some updates on what's happening there because it's pretty exciting stuff and i know you have some big news too yeah we're we're thrilled to have a chance to join here this evening thank you for having us danielle is our chief development officer and i'm the the ceo at the ymca we have been working for many years to to help our community build a new ymca to replace the current one that was built in 1955 and we just just uh are launching a, a million dollar match campaign inspired by a local, a local family, the Tyson family, that's going to help our community successfully wrap up a $5 million community phase for our campaign. Wow, that is huge, that's huge news. And you've been working on this for how long? From the design process and starting to know that, I mean, obviously if it was in 55, this has been a long time coming. Yeah, well, part of that is that, you know, it's a COVID period, so it feels like mm. 100 years or so, but, <laughs> uh, you know, it predates me. So, Danielle, why don't you talk about the history a little bit? Well, uh, many in the community have been working on this project since, you know, really probably the early 2000s. Um, it okay. took several years to identify um, a piece of property where we could build. Um, mm. We executed the feasibility study in 2012, which told us we could move forward successfully. And, um, you know, here we are a decade later, um, you know, starting to prepare for a groundbreaking. Yeah. I mean, these takes these things take time. So for you, it must be super exciting to actually see the, the stuff happening. And you've got these nice renditions and you've got the word out there and you've got these donations. Um, what what does this mean? How important is it to you? Let's say Eugene. Yeah. Uh, you know, the YMCA has been serving Lane County for a long time. I'll let your guests continue to try and guess since when. Um, but over the years, the facilities that we have served the community out of have been downtown and on campus. For a while in the early 1900s, we had a YMCA on a train car going out to lumber camps in the mountains. The, oh. the, the facility has always represented our vision to innovate and address the community needs. Today, our YMCA is the county's largest child care provider through our camp programs, wow. after school programs. We have a robust level of programming 
addressing illnesses and diseases such as diabetes and cancer. We just launched a, a blood pressure self-monitoring program. So the facility is exciting. It'll transform the YMCA's programming and services to the community. But that's really what we're excited about. We're excited mm. to serve thousands of more people as they pursue their health and education journeys through really all levels of their life, whether they're joining us as a toddler on the new splash pad, or if they're mm -hmm. in our preschool, or if they're a senior who's, you know, working on their balance and, and keeping their energy as they age in place. Right. I guess I didn't even realize the scope of what you guys offer. That is just such a well-rounded facility for people. And you now that you have those programs for wellness and then, you know, bringing in those classes and the, and the child care, that's so important. Um, what with the expansion and all these improvements, what will what's what's the most needed aspect? If you could name just one, I'm sure it's hard to narrow it down. <laughs> yeah. Danielle, why don't you take that question? Well, I think one of the challenges that we face in our current building is we're so constricted by space. Mm -hmm. And so while mm -hmm. we work to serve really um, unique populations in our community, we're only able to serve a handful at a time. So our uh, cancer survivor program, for instance, we're only able to serve 12 participants per quarter because we're um, limited by space. And as a result, we have, you know, a waiting list of 100 people who have been, you know, have received a cancer diagnosis waiting um, to become a part of our program to help rebuild mm -hmm. their strength and, and hope as, as they recover. So for us, you know, we want to make sure that we have a space where we can invite everyone to be a part of, you know, whether it's a cancer survivor program, a child care program, et cetera. And this new building will allow us to, to serve more people. Right. Oh, I have a guest of, of 1898. Is Diana close? You know, they're, they're getting there. It's older than that. So that, that's the closest, that's the closest so far. Okay. All right. getting there. Uh-oh, you guys are getting warmer and you're getting clues and you can guess twice. Oh, Melanie, you got to go up just a little bit. Keep trying. You're this is yeah, you're I, I just saw it come up and kind of popped in there and I went, "Oh wait, she's we're getting closer." So Rick, yeah, there, Rick gave them a clue and said it was before the 1900s. So Well, I, I thought because people were guessing really really late, 1875. Yeah. No, later. Later than 1884. <laughs> you guys, if somebody grabs it, you're going to. Do you guys get see it. how easy it is to win? <laughs> we very much help people. And this is our hyperbaric and wellness center. Um, Matt McCarl gives us ten. We'll get ten percent off on whoever gets this right. Um, they're okay. Now you're too high. I feel like we're doing warmer, colder, warmer, colder, warmer, colder. We'll get, we'll get there. Balance it out. Yeah, I think that's just so shocking that it's been here for that long of a time. I mean, that talk about a pillar in the community. Um, and anything else you guys want? I know you had the um, exciting news about the the matching funds. It, uh, what can the community do if they really want to see see this happen? Well, we just launched, um, as Brian mentioned, I think a, a million dollar match from the Ta Tyson Family Foundation. It will help us raise the final million of our five million dollar community phase. And if people want to join us in the campaign for a new why, it's very easy. You just have to go online to eugeneymca.org, click on the new why, and you can see a list of ways to support the project, include making a donation online. Okay. Oh, perfect. That's so great. Yeah. We'll put your um, website up there and then I'll put the 
Um, I know how you guys can follow you too. I'll put that in the tag. So you guys, plenty of ways to help out. Maybe a lot of you watching have already been there. At some point in your life, you've been to a YMCA, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just kind of one of those things. You travel and you go to one or whatever. So this is exciting news. And thanks you guys for telling us about all of the new progress there. We'll probably have you on again with updates. Great. Sounds Thank great. you so much. Thanks you guys Thanks so much. for having fun with Thank us. You. See you Bye. later. <laughs> okay, you guys, you still haven't guessed. You're really close, but it's down yeah. lower, lower than 89, but higher than, do you remember what it was, Kim? I know. <laughs> like now we let them go and I forget what the answer was. I, I should have put it in here. You know, I'll have Danielle put it in the comments for us. Okay. 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 Now we've got it. Brian put it in. Um, I saw it seven days. Somebody said 1875. That's what I thought. Yeah. 70. Who was that? If that was you, Money, you, you are so me. close. You're within, um, just a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very so warm. I'm going to move on and we'll see what somebody else does. <laughs> We're going to keep going. Okay. Kim, hang in there. Hold on. Okay. So, uh, another one of our sponsors we want to thank is Dr. Michael Bratlin, and he is not afraid to say what he thinks. This is Dr. Michael Bratlin from Chris Dental. Too many good people are leaving Oregon. Why? Because people like you and I have sat back for years and allowed these radicals to slowly take control. They have infiltrated every aspect of our lives from school board members to governor. Well, I say this stops now. Let's take back Oregon. Stop talking about change, actually do it. Why? Because if you are like me, I love Oregon and I'm not leaving. Good evening from the News Radio 1120 AM and 93.7 FM KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London. You can hear me Monday through Friday mornings, uh, 6 AM to 9 on KPNW and streaming live online at KPNW.com. Okay, so here's some of the stories that we're covering tonight. Well, Governor Kate Brown has ordered that all flags at Oregon public institutions be flown at half-staff till sunset May 16th in memory of the nearly 1 million Americans who lost their lives due to COVID-19 or complications. According to the governor's office, that includes 7,548 Oregonians depending on how you count them. Multnomah County health officials in Portland are now asking people to start wearing masks indoors until new COVID-19 counts and hospitalizations start to decline. Health officer Dr. Jennifer Vine said it's not a mandate, but a strong request for everybody to put their masks back on for a few weeks as they go to school, go to work, and participate in other indoor events. Officials strongly recommend people wear masks in schools. At this point, county officials have not set a case or hospitalization threshold for when they would consider mandating masks again, according to the health department in Multnomah County. While Oregon still can't distribute rental assistance. The Oregon Housing and Community Services Department reported it distributed $319 million in emergency rental assistance payments to landlords on behalf of 48,313 Oregon households since the U.S. Treasury made the first federal funds available in May of 2021. But that still represents fewer than half the households that have applied, about 105 thousand. Meanwhile, Oregon has applied for another almost $200 million from the feds that's yet to be approved. Well, you are paying more and more for groceries, and it doesn't look like that's going to slow down anytime soon. 
The U.S. Department of Agriculture predicts grocery prices will jump between 5 to 6 percent this year on top of what they already have. The USDA says the consumer price index for all food increased 1 percent from February of 2022 to March of 2022, and food prices were 8.8 percent higher than in March of 2021. In 2022, food at-home prices are predicted to increase about 6%, and food (laughs) away from home prices, that would be like restaurants, are predicted to increase about 6.5%. Well, the Oregon Public Utility Commission has approved permanent rules for companies like PGE and Pacificor regarding public safety power shutoffs, especially during fire season. Officials say the rules are designed to help protect people and communities in high fire risk areas. The PUC says shutting down power is a last resort, but could be necessary during dangerous weather conditions. Now, this goes back, of course, to the Labor Day fires of 2020, which no one has yet officially said from the state or otherwise what the cause of those fires were. But there are several class action lawsuits that are claiming it was because of downed power lines that didn't have safety shutoffs. Like I said, nobody from the state has yet to say officially what caused those fires. A bipartisan group of lawmakers calling on the agriculture secretary to establish a special pay rate for federal wildland firefighters It would help avert critical staffing shortages ahead of the 2022 fire season. Lawmakers sent a letter this week saying years of low pay and other issues hollowed out the federal wildland firefighting workforce and they say an unprecedented 1,800 interagency requests went unfulfilled last year because of the shortage. Now closer to home here in Oregon, It's a problem for wildland firefighters and groups that try to fight wildland fires in Oregon. A group representing 300 private wildland fire companies says contractors are facing all the challenges of a tight labor market. Deborah Miley with the Oregon-based National Wildfire Suppression Association said this week that their members are trying to find innovative and creative solutions to recruit people for their crews, ensure they're fully trained, and get them ready for dispatch when called. The staff of the Douglas Forest Protective Association said the challenge actually predates the pandemic for their organization. Rachel Pope with the DFPA said back in April, with competing industries and similar starting pay rates in less rigorous occupational environments, their numbers continue to decline and recruitment is a challenge. The shortage has attracted the attention of lawmakers like Oregon Senator Jeff Merkley. He says he's pushing for the National Guard to be trained, to be able to help with firefighting, and for federal funds to be sufficient and to create more year-round crews so that when crews aren't fighting fires during fire season, they can transition into doing forest management like thinning, prescribed burns, and the like making the forest more resilient when they're not fighting fires. Now, the Oregon National Guard and the Oregon Department of Forestry actually have an annual agreement that's called the Operation Plan Smokey that governs calling up citizen soldiers to fight fires. And in recent years, they've worked to have troops pre-trained so they're ready to deploy. 
I'm Bill London. That's a look at the stories we're following. All right, Rick, rack up the reel. Rack it up. Rack it up. So there's our winner right there, right? Oh, yeah, Tom. He guessed um, 1887, yes? Yes, 1878. <laughs> oh, he got 78. Wasn't it 87? Now I gave it away. Uh, so you know what? Close enough. It's just the other, yeah. So Tom, you, um, Kim will notify. Yes. Or I'll yes. notify Matt. Do you, I'll Tom, tell yeah, him. see if he lives nearby, too, and then we'll, we'll let him Tom, know. Tom, you, you live in the area. I know you're on here every night. Um, Tom Hunt, uh, Matt McCarl. I'll let Matt know. All you got to do is call their office and you'll get 10% off your next hyperbaric treatment. All right. I'm feeling good. Well, Kim, what you got going on this weekend? Okay, so we're going to Portland to see the cousins. We've got a cousin birthday going on. So hopefully it won't be too wet outside. We'll see. Yeah, you never know. It's well, not been nice here. It's not. <laughs> well, on Monday, we'll have stuff from inside a mine. Kathy, are going to go into a mine tomorrow here. Yes, that'll be fun. And then we're going to a place called Phillipsburg, which is a super cool little town that sits up in the mountains and in like a ski area, but it's got the oh. coolest little downtown area. So we're going to stay there in a little cabin out in the, oh, I, how far is it from town? Do you know, hon? The one in Phillipsburg? The cabin, the place we're staying. Oh, it's right in town. Oh, right in she, town. Kathy makes all the reservations. And <laughs> oh, yeah, she used to be a travel agent years ago, so she does all that. Mm -hmm. Plus, she, well, she's planning more than just that. She plans out all this stuff. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you have a good weekend, Kim. Oh, you guys have fun. We can't thanks wait to see Thanks for your help. See you later. That. Have good luck Bye, in Portland. All right. And thanks for the rest of you guys. Remember, our, our sponsors are Chris Daniel Family Dentistry, where everyone is welcome. Rosa Real Estate Group. If you're looking for a home or looking to sell your house, trust Derek. He's a great guy. He and his staff can take care of you. And also Albert Taylor. If you're looking for a career change or a job that might be something that will not just pay you, but inspire you, um, that what they do is amazing. And uh, a lot of people are looking for the why they do what they do. Um, as Mark said in an interview, the director there, um, you don't have to go questioning why you do what you do when you're working with people with different abilities. Uh, you find out real fast. Um, I'm Rick Dancer. We will be back on Monday um, with more from Montana, uh, probably Butte, and then Phillipsburg. So we're on the road for the next month, uh, coming to you live from all kinds of places with all kinds of stories. Have a great night. Share this on your page with other people so they can see what it is that's going on. And uh, we would really appreciate that. Good night.